0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Sounds Like Comics. I'm Gareth. And I'm Adam. This week we will be talking about uh, Amazon Prime's brand new hit TV series, The Boys. And what a hit. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Understatement of the century. New yeah. hit series. That already, within what, not even a month? Their highest rating show ever. There you go. That's a decent That's a decent return on your investment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you can't argue with success. Uh, real quick, what'd you think? Loved it. I loved it too. Yeah, yeah. Re- I, we're... Straight out of the gate, we'll, um, we'll specify
0: as well, we're massive fans of the original comic book mm. series, which was by uh, Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Ooh, um, yeah. I think right at the time it was coming out, we were both getting the single issues on this run, weren't we?
1: Um, I was getting the trades initially, and then I got sick of waiting. And um, <laughs> <laughs> the sort of the, the last stretch, I just got in issues, and it was one of those yeah. things. It was like frustrating to read in issues because yeah. it'd just go so quickly. Oh, it's, it's oh. never,
0: it's never a fun wait that one. When you're yeah. enjoying a series that much, the month to month wait is just an absolute killer. I tell you what,
1: and without a shadow of a doubt, whilst it was running, it was the best of everything I was reading. It was ridiculous, like. Yeah.
0: Um, for those who've never read or seen or have no idea what we're talking about, I've seen the ads and just want to get a bit of an idea on the story, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, The Boys was a concept that Garth Ennis came up with actually originally for DC. For oh sort of, yeah, Wildstorm, yeah. Yeah, Wildstorm, The Wildstorm imprint. It was supposed to be basically a, a lot more focused on the DC universe. Side of things, and it was almost going to be like a tie in to Grifter, Midnighter, Stormwatch, all those kind of Elseworlds, uh, Wildstorm characters that Jim Lee originally created. Um, within two issues, they went, Yeah, you know what? This is a bit too full on for us. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, DC actually gave the concept and the rights and the book back to Garth Ennis.
1: Yeah, which he then shipped off to Dynamite. That's to right, publish. yeah,
0: which again was a surprise.
1: Well, it's just, it's, it's it cracks me up, especially now, because look at how successful it turned out to be. Just right. the comic, let alone now the television exactly. show. And it being the success that it is. Um, I mean, it's just going to go from strength to strength and keep making money. I'm glad that Garth Ennis is, uh, I'm presuming, is going to be doing quite well from this.
0: You'd imagine so, especially being, again, uh, on board as an executive producer. Mm. Um, He and Derek Roberts both got uh, executive producer credits on this show. um, And from all reports, they actually had a lot of input on how to modernize the story. Because the original comics, I think, were about 10, 15 years ago.
1: Oh, I want to say like...
0: Two thousand and eight ish, two thousand nine ish, maybe. I
1: was, yeah, I was thinking like maybe 06. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, actually, probably because it was again. It was another Garth Ennis run that was about
0: sixty issues, wasn't it? We
1: could have looked this up. We could have, um, but where's the fun in that? Yeah, we're going in noteless to this just because we're such massive fans of the comic and we have recently watched the show and uh, know it all well. But I mean, Garth Ennis, obviously. Uh, Preach has been pretty successful?
0: Just a little bit, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. little bit. Um, this
1: is going gangbusters. I think
0: what I've loved about The Boys so far, and we'll get into a full kind of recap on the season soon, oh, yeah. um, what I've liked about it is the fact that it's on Cinemax in America, which has given them a lot of freedom to be completely balls-to-the-wall insane with the violence, the swearing. And I'm not the kind of person who needs that stuff in a show necessarily, but if you're going to adapt the story accurately... The original comic was very full-on, so you need
1: to. That's part of the reason why DC Wildstorm got rid of it is because it's so... uh, I don't even know if gratuitous is the word. It can be in parts, but just uh, massive amounts of violence. It's very uh, in-your-face. Oh, like crazy amounts of foul language, like epic foul language, even by my standards, and I swear a lot. Yeah. Um, But it needed to be done. Because remember... You and I have spoken about this in the past long before it was ever announced that, like, they couldn't do this because of the nature of how they've done it.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, when they announced this being an adaptation, I was like, yeah, good luck. It's like, ooh, I'll, you kind
1: of tug at your collar, like, there's no way they can pull off what they've done in the comics. Yeah,
0: I kind of expected either quietly swept under the rug, this show's now cancelled and not actually going to happen, or we were going to get, like, a really half-assed attempt. Yeah. And I, I've got to say, I am amazed at what they've been able to achieve with this.
1: I think they've done it about as... Close to as they can, but obviously they've changed quite a bit as well, which we will touch on when we get into the crux of the series. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a few bits and pieces changed, but
0: not to the point where we're sitting there going, "This is the worst thing ever," and it's not even the boys anymore.
1: Yeah, it's in no ways a butchering, and that's not a pun <laughs> um, of of the source material. But um I mean, it's it's great that things from this, uh, I mean, preacher to a lesser extent, that Garth Ennis is going to get some serious sort of. Mainstream media attention. I'm, I, I'm not expecting it to go the full Mark Miller, where everything he's done is going to get snapped up. No, and we'll I think never get crossed. No, no, Nor God no, me, no. Fair. Let's be honest. That's yeah. definitely
0: one you can never do, unless you do an animated type. Yeah, like, maybe. but like,
1: I don't think, it you'd needs have to, to get done. No, but, but a lot of a lot of Garth Ennis work. Obviously, the uh, Punisher Marvel Netflix stuff was heavily influenced by Very Garth Ennis' so, yeah. run of the Punisher. I'm a massive Ennis fan, so yeah. Um,
0: I think one of his recent series, A Walk Through Hell. Uh, for, for aftershock, I think that's got really ripe right potential for adaptation. I never uh, that got to w- read that. It was only a twelve issue run as well, yeah. so that's you know it's a nice condensed kind of season. Whether you want to do one season just as a twelve episode kind of arc and just do episode like issue by issue each episode, because okay. I find there's a lot of those shows kind of popping up now, the anthology style shows where ah uh, yes. they're like based on the a concept and then the title just continues across and they have a completely different cast, a completely different story in the second season. So I think something like that could totally work. But that's a, that's a podcast for another episode. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but going into this, obviously, high expectations. They announced it last year, and uh, the immediate reaction was a couple of things. Uh, they released a poster, and the poster is the very first issue of the boys recreated with the actors yeah. playing the parts, which immediately you're like, okay, now that's fucking cool. Yeah, like, that kind of attention to detail, where you're literally just carrying across the cover with
0: the actors.
1: Like well, that, I mean, that, whilst a lot of people had never heard of it, yeah. like I had a bunch of people hit me up, oh, what's this about the boys? I'm like, it's one of the best comics in modern times. Yeah. I personally, personal opinion. But at the same time, it was kind of like, well...
0: Because there well, was backlash.
1: Because first of all, the character of Huey, who's the main character. Yeah.
0: He, um, originally, Derek Robertson was just... When they were coming up with the idea for the story and the concept of the characters, he literally was watching an episode of Spaced on TV. So and that's what it came for. he just went, oh... This guy looks exactly what I'm after. So he based
1: it on Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg basically is Huey. The way he looks, acts, and yeah, I was going to say talks, but not, not really. Well, maybe in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the immediate backlash that a lot of uh, sort of fans of the comics sort of got up in arms about. The other thing is that Butcher has a beard. I don't know if that, that sort of got you. That, that threw me off initially. A
0: little bit, a little bit. Um, the main thing that throws me off, and I'll delve into this a lot more as we talk about the season, Carl um, Urban's accent. Oh, it's not great. That's, 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 yeah, it's not it's, great.
1: <laughs> um, I live I, with, I, I'm, I'm not as particular with my with my British wares and when. A, like
0: a lot of people have said the same thing, and I totally respect that. Um, for somebody who's from the area, he's supposed to be from. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've lost all trace. But now, having lived in Australia all these years, um, his uh, yeah, Carl Urban's attempted an East London accent, and especially when it's supposed to be like a full on like. Cockney Knee Dancer style, mm. it's not great. It's, it's definitely <laughs> not Cockney at all. Um, Bless his heart. But I, I like that they didn't change the character. Mm. They didn't suddenly go, oh, he can't do an accent, you know. But at the same time... Well, they time, made
1: Huey American. Yeah, and that was, a big, that was a big change a lot of people didn't like. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> maybe the first five minutes it shit me. <laughs> and, then and then you, you kind of got like, over You know what, it's all good. And the guy they got playing him, I think, does a great job. Yeah.
0: Jack, uh, Jack Quaid is the actor's name. Um he does a great job.
1: Yeah, and just as a kind of a bit of a nod to all the fans, Simon Pegg plays his dad. Yeah, which which is great.
0: Um and again, a massive shift from the comic, but that's something we'd have to really spoil the hell out of if we were going to delve into.
1: Yeah, I mean, we like going into it being a big fan of the comics, you knew there were going to be relatively decent changes. And these are some of them that you can live for. The thing that I was going on about Butcher's beard, I was like, it sounds so petty, but it, <laughs> was, it really got under my skin when I saw it. I'm like, why, why the fuck would you give this guy a beard? Yeah. He's got a big fat chin. And then I looked at photos of Carl Urban without a beard. And, it and didn't I'm like, work. I get it. Yeah, like, it wouldn't it makes have looked that just to give him a beard. Exactly. Um,
0: Especially when you see Carl Urban in so many other roles, like in Judge Dredd, he didn't have a beard. And I'm like, that's good because Dredd would never have a beard, but he's got the helmet. The helmet's so iconic, so it's like it doesn't matter what he looks like, beardless
1: or no God, beard. that movie was good.
0: It was great. <sighs> Almost Human, the TV series that he mm. did, which is still one of the biggest crimes that had never got a second or third season, because I thought it was fantastic. Uh, um, uh, his character's supposed to be a clean-shaven, kind of, you know, by-the-book cop to begin with. So, of course, he's going to be clean-shaven, he's going to have those kind of routines, that totally works. For somebody who's a bit more down and dirty, like Bill the Butcher, the character he's playing... You kind of you kind of accept that. All right, beard's probably not, and you blend in if you've got a beard as well. If you're supposed to be kind of black ops, um,
1: yeah. The whole the whole concept for the boys. We should really delve into this a little bit. Yeah. Um, we can get into specifics. In yeah, exactly. Later. <laughs> um, but for, overall, I think Carl Urban did a good job. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. it could have been a lot worse. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so the boys is set
0: in a world almost like ours. It's near enough the six one six kind of Marvel universe. Like you can kind of go, all right, yeah, this is standard procedure for what you'd expect for anything yeah. adapting a comic real comic reality. Um, superheroes are real. Superheroes exist. They're in films, TV shows, advertisements, the works. It's basically blanket propaganda everywhere.
1: Yeah, they're like uh, they're part of pop culture because they are a thing. They're obviously the news and media covers what they want to cover it's also very manipulative in the way that they do it and the way they do that sort of shit in the tv show is fantastic yeah like
0: having having the whole corporate sponsorship angle Mm. to it like having them controlling the media narrative through social media um, which i thought was a massively improved change from the comic because obviously being before social media was quite such a huge tool to be used Mm. it works so much better in this kind of day and age to be Spamming people with Twitter feeds and showing everyone with cell phones, filming stuff. And and statistics on how well
1: they're trending and yeah, stuff like that. Like it that was stuff, uh, that very is the, well done.
0: That is the way corporations behave these days. So yeah, yeah for a corporately sponsored superhero team like The Seven... Which is basically their
1: version of the Justice League. Yeah, Justice League, Avengers, whatever. Like the the big group because there are like lesser superheroes around in this world. Uh, yeah, they
0: made a couple of references to like Teenage Kicks, which is like kind of the the X Men type, you know, type kind, Teen, Titans yeah, sort kind of
1: thing. Teen Titans sort of Teen Titans sort of Power Pack sort of thing. Or that's something.
0: it. Like almost the almost the school for the finishing school for heroes where you go through yeah. that and then you graduate sort of thing.
1: But the underlying tone of the show is that these guys are off their heads. They are just. Deplorable human being. Yeah,
0: kinda of drunk on power. You've
1: yeah. got the whole aspect of like homeland is supposed to be their shining
0: example. He wears the American flag, he's got the blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, he's square jaw, superhero. superman. Yeah. But he's also a bit of a megalomaniac who just sees himself as a god. Untouchable. Yeah, like and he's got the full on raised by the system, American apple pie, I I will do everything to protect truth, justice in the American way. Or else. Yeah, like it's almost got that injustice Superman kind of vibe where it's like I'm gonna take control and I'm gonna do my own thing.
1: Yeah, he basically sees himself as un- unstoppable because, yeah. of, no, no, like, because of his power and his position in this sort of pecking He's the head of the seven. Uh, he's like their main number one, but like yep. they, do, they do like little puff pieces on the news of how he's like you know just grew up like the all-American kid, yeah, and things like that. Um,
0: and that's a very and very corporately driven sort of you know. Like well, it's you all say. part of
1: the media manipulation, and absolutely, mar- it's, it's all marketing because, like you said, they they do movies on these guys, that's promo packages, man, merchandising that. It's it's such a smart concept, which um just shows the brilliance of Garth Ennis all, all over again. But, yeah, um,
0: so you've got this whole this whole team being just blanket coverage everywhere and we kind of run into Huey as the main character and he's a bit of a fanboy, like he just works an all nine to five job. He's got a bit of a a bit of a head for tech and news and that sort of thing. So he works in a like a high end electronics store. Yeah. Kind of setting he's, up.
1: He's also kind of like just your your average Joe kind of, you know, yeah, just kind bump. of trodden on by the world, but just gets on with it, you just know. Just kind of he's, bumbles along through life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he's, he's just sort of, you know, in his own little bubble sort of, yeah, you know, plodding along. That's it.
0: And he gets rudely awakened from that bubble. He's out on the street having a chat with his girlfriend, Robin. The love um, of his life. The love of his life. Engaged? Yes, engaged, yes. Um, soon to be married, all that kind of thing. And halfway through a conversation, there's this sudden gust of wind. And suddenly, Huey's just holding a pair of arms, and there's a big shower of blood everywhere. <laughs> Because A-Train, who is the sevens equivalent to The Flash... Has literally run through his girlfriend.
1: Straight through and Straight through her. obliterated her into smithereens. And all that's left is a pair of arms. Yeah. Which
0: was perfect because it's exactly what happens in the comics.
1: Yeah. Oh, just real quick, as per our usual podcast, we're going to be spoiling everything. Yeah, we're going to go pretty heavy on the spoilers now that the first season's
0: done and we've given you about a month to kind of get through everything. So, um, yeah, fair warning, we're going to go quite heavy on the spoilers for this season.
1: And we'll try to sort of touch on the comics differences and what may lay ahead without giving away too much from the comics absolutely because i'm sure they're going to do things quite differently going forward too. yeah especially the way the season oh ends my as well fucking yes <laughs> um, so okay huey has just had the love of his life annihilated by um one of the seven like yeah, one of the big like that's it like he's one of the big guys don't be wrong. there's like a lot of little sort of shit kicker superheroes and powered people around but uh this is one of the big wigs and yeah he sort of runs through it kind of turns around and he's like i can't shit. stop i can't stop yeah can't stop and yeah. just just bolts that's like, it. runs, and huey's left there holding the arms of the love of his life. And, yeah, um, lets out
0: a blood-curdling scream and all that kind of thing. Um, um, that's
1: the start of the show. That's
0: it, yeah. Welcome the to beginning. the boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, which I thought was great. They kind of drop you straight in with like,
1: this is the level of violence that's going to be needed to communicate exactly how fucked
0: this world is.
1: Having read the comics, seeing that scene being done was just, uh, to me it was just kind of like, good yeah we're on the right, right. we we're, we're, we're starting things the right way because to, to not do it that way because that's the opening scene of the comic yeah um it would be uh be a, a great injustice because it's it's you know
0: it's well that's it it's supposed to be such a huge moment that informs huey's decisions for the rest of the series yeah so if you change something like that straight out of the gate you would change the fact that he's not scottish yeah because in the comics huey is scottish well, he's wee huey yeah, this is it like yeah. that's his whole nickname and he's a highland about, laddie yeah and he's yeah. about like five foot three as well so he is a tiny lad as yeah, well so yeah, it's like yeah. the whole like relationship between him and butcher who's supposed to be this big six foot four east london psychopath yeah like it's supposed to be a kind of you know contrast where mm-hmm. they've both been through some awful shit but one one is built in a very different way mentally and physically yeah um yeah, so you get this whole thing afterwards where the corporation Vought America, who are the ones who run a lot of the social media, run a lot of the marketing and propaganda for the superheroes, They're kind of behind the seven. Yeah, that's it. They run the TV networks. They run a lot of the deals with you know Twitter and all that sort of thing, merchandising for the movies, all that sort of malarkey. Um,
1: they also keep them in line, sort of like, hey, look, you're doing, you're you're trending quite low. We need to get you to do this and this yeah. and this. And hey, don't worry about saving these guys. Save these guys; it'll look better and. Sort of like it's 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 so smart.
0: Yeah, that's it. And that's that real that real calculated kind of vibe to it. So oh they're they, scum. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> these superheroes might be going out doing just irreprehensible shit, but these people behind them are like just soulless. They're a whole different kind of yeah. evil,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they um, get it along really well. Yeah, so they they basically go into damage control for the whole at the whole incident, Huey's looking to sue and all that kind of thing and try and get some justice. So they Whilst basically... He's just in pieces
1: because he's, yeah, like he's, he's lost his fiancée. Yeah, He's
0: lost his fiancée and it's like, how do you fight a corporation when you're just a, a shit-kicker dude who's mm. just trying to get through life? You don't have a lot of money. Like, he still lives with his dad in, like, yeah. a crappy apartment. Um... They basically get the offer from the from Vort America to sign a
1: non-disclosure agreement, so he won't he won't say anything. Yeah, but and he this won't... Is part of the machine as well. Yeah, that's like, it. Like, oh, like shit, something bad's happened. All right, let's sweep this under it. the rug. Yeah, legal.
0: Get on the, get onto this. Yeah,
1: throw him a few G's and yep. sort of like no harm, no foul. Yeah, because they offer
0: him like a hundred grand or something yeah. like that, like a really giant amount of money for somebody like Huey, who's just kind of working nine to five. Yeah. So like his dad is encouraging him take the money rebuild your life as best you can because you can't fight this and it's like that's one thing that they changed massively from the comic as well it was like when you do see huey's dad later on like they live in the fucking the hebrides out in the middle of nowhere in scotland this really tiny highland island like highland town but his dad always kind of says to him stand up for yourself Mm. like do do the right thing like you see it with some of huey's friends from when he's a child um yeah, they've, they've been through some awful shit, but they've always kind of stuck up for each other and they've always kind of fought against the big the big evil people. Yeah. Um,
1: they did a uh, little limited run.
0: On yeah, the Highland Laddy like stuff. Highland yeah, Ladies series. absolutely. Yeah. That was yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, I
1: enjoyed it. Butcher got a got a spin-off as well, like a yeah, the, sort of limited series. Because that was kind of his
0: origin, wasn't it? The yeah. The Butcher Baker,
1: Candlestick Maker that's stuff. That's the one, yeah. yeah. That was all um, right. I
0: enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. It's the kind of thing you can definitely do a couple of flashback episodes later on. Yeah. If they go with those kind of origins. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if they don't no because they yeah. changed enough from this to um,
1: before we move forward should we introduce a seven I think so yeah go okay, for it so Homelander's your main guy he's like your superman You've got Queen Maeve, who I always read in the comic as Maeve. I don't know. Maeve. I would say Maeve. That's uh, just how I read yeah. it. Interpret it. Absolutely. I went I sh- to Belga High Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of like a, I wouldn't say a Wonder Woman, maybe in stature, but um, they've definitely
0: gone with the more of a Wonder Woman aspect of her for yeah. the TV show. Yeah. Um, especially with the way her costume is, it's almost like a direct rip, yeah. of that 1940s she's Wonder Nicer Woman in the
1: TV show. A lot nicer. Yeah, because <laughs> she was such a bitch in there. <laughs> she um, was
0: well. She was like drunk twenty four seven in yeah. the comic as well which I, I thought
1: was awesome yeah like uh, ever,
0: ever present martini glass. <laughs> yeah so good uh, you have a
1: train who he mentioned he's like the flash or quicksilver yeah um there's black Noir yep. who you don't really know much about.
0: no but they kind of hint at him being like the Batman of the team because he's all mysterious yeah. and he's got like the throwing knives and operates at night mainly and that sort of thing never says a word nope never says a word yeah. just and everyone but everyone's always so well in everyone's the show. always so excited about him being there as well yeah. and I love that <laughs>
1: and how they just throw to him every now and again yeah because <laughs> like, you you can't see his, any of his face. You can't yeah. see his eyes, his mouth covered, everything. He just <laughs> kind of like turns his head. Like it's just, it's uh, it just tickles me. Yeah, um, it's so entertaining. You have the Deep who's like uh, basically Aquaman. Yeah. If and Aquaman was a degenerate.
0: Yeah, and this was one change I actually loved compared to the comic. Because in the comic, the Deep's such a minor character. Yeah. Like he's he's basically, he puts himself forward as this mysterious kind of, oh, I, he has a full-on diver's helmet suit and all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, like old school diver's Real helmet, old yeah. school... But he's kind of boring. Mm. Like it's like he puts forth this mis- this mysterious mysterious kind of front, but he's really kind of more of the corporate yeah. sort of dude. Like he's the one compared to translucent in the TV show who's going through the accounts and like our percentages are down. Where's my royalties for this? That kind of thing. Yeah, you don't really get more than that in the comic comparatively.
1: No, how many Where- are up to now? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been counting. That's all right. Uh, well, um, translucent, as you mentioned, he's one in the TV show that's not in the comic. In the comic, there's a guy called Jack Jupiter
0: who apparently is coming in season two.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Which, which I loved. Um, a few of us at the shop have talked about this, and a few people who've watched the show and read the comic have all had the same reaction that if you were going to put translucent into the comic book, that's exactly how you would have done him. Mm. Like this is this is. It feels like a Garth Ennis creation. Yeah. Like the way he's he's the. He can go invisible, intangible. His his skin is indestructible as well. Yeah. But he is a total degenerate. Like he just oh, hangs around, hangs around nude all the time. Like yeah. hangs out. In because bathrooms. he's got to have his
1: clothes off to be invisible. Yeah. He well, like yeah. But he, he, he also be a mystery <laughs> man then. Yeah, yeah. Very much a voyeur. Uh, you know Hangs out in the in the women's toilets and stuff like That's that. It, yeah, just a great a piece of shit. <laughs> but like like you said, there there are parallels between him and, and sort of the Jack Jupiter character who's just, yeah. just deplorable in the uh in the comic as That's well. That's it. And knows everyone's secrets. As oh well. yeah. Like, they've got yeah. that whole
0: kind of aspect to it. Um, and you've got one of the characters who no longer is around. The Lamplighter. The Lamplighter, has just recently
1: retired, um, so they need a new member
0: of the Seven to kind of replace him.
1: And this is another part of the kickoff of the actual first episode and the comic yeah. as well. Is uh the character of Starlight. Starlight.
0: Yeah, Annie Annie January, I think her name was yes. in the comic originally. She
1: is fantastic in this.
0: Outstanding. Like yeah. they did a great job with the character in the in the comic. She was awesome, like that kind of entry level superhero who's graduating from teenage kicks and graduating from like Middle of Oklahoma or Ohio, one of those shitbox yeah, Midwest like kind of town. town. Hero. Yeah, exactly. And like making the step up to the big leagues yeah, and the like harsh realities
1: twink, twinkle in her eye. Just you know, yeah. oh yeah, I'm going to be one of the seven. That's and, it. You know, everything's going to be great and, and then, good. And
0: then reality comes crashing in and says, "You've got to do shit this way." Welcome to the corporate-run world of superheroes. Blah yeah. blah blah. You're not in Kansas anymore. No. Um, Erin Moriarty does an outstanding job as this character. She is so good in the TV show. Um. I've not seen her in a lot of things. Um, I saw her pop up in a movie recently called Driven, which is um, it's kind of like a 60s, 70s sort of heist noir sort of thing. Okay. Um, really, she did a great job in that. This is the, the stuff she does in The Boys, though. As guaranteed, she's got you know job offers coming for the next five or six years, in my opinion, because yeah. she does an outstanding job.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> And when Starlight's getting shown around, she's getting the rude awakening of just how awful it, this whole thing is. Yeah. How she, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Uh, They're all awful people. A lot of bad shit goes down and gets covered up. Yeah. And then she's uh, having a conversation with the Deep. And, yeah, uh, and she
0: gets propositioned in a way that basically says, do this. Do this sexual act with me. Otherwise...
1: You're not going to be in the
0: in the yeah, seven months. Basically, longer.
1: blow me or I'll get you kicked off the team. Pretty much, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, straight out of the gate, you get this real kick in the face about what a bunch of scumbags these superheroes are, and what, like Adam said, the smoke and mirrors hides. What's really going on? Mm. They're all pretty fucking deplorable. <laughs> and a very similar thing happens
1: in the comics when, when Star yeah, first definitely that's well.
0: that's literally like first issue kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, which again, the fact that they included this kind of thing and then managed to tie it in with like the the Me Too movements and mm-hmm. the Times Up movements and that sort of thing later on in the yeah. in the episode, I thought was fantastic. Tying great in, way to modernize it. Absolutely. Like yeah. again, something simple like that. And the show in the show in general does a great job of using what's happening in our current day-to-day world, like whether it's the blanket coverage of superhero Mm -hmm. Disney news, whether it's the blanket coverage of, you know, films in general being like on billboards everywhere and being in like marketing and your news feeds always full of like coming soon, coming soon, this this film, this TV show, reality TV being such a massive thing these days, even still to this day, yeah. like they do such a good job of updating what happened in the original comics and tying it in with those kind of things that... I think they really deserve a lot of credit and a lot of plaudits because it could have easily been a bit dated. They could have done a whole like early two thousand setting, yeah. like something like Watchmen, like mm. kind of giving it that millennial sort of vibe without necessarily actually setting it in the year nineteen ninety nine or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's a, a lot of those changes are for the best. Definitely, um, definitely. Obviously certain things work better in comics than they do in real life.
0: Yeah, it's a, it being such a visual medium. Sometimes, like um, the big change, a lot of people didn't enjoy was um, Butcher has. Uh, pet bulldog. Oh, okay. You're touching on this before I am. uh Continue. Yeah. He, in in, <laughs> in the comics, it's like a huge deal that he always goes around with his bulldog named Terror, yes. um who just follows him around everywhere. He's a lovable oaf of a bulldog, but he's trained to kill and yeah. trained to attack. And and fuck. Yeah. So <laughs> Butcher has his code word, and it's when he and Huey first meet in the comics. Is he's walking around the park. Um, Having a chat, you don't find out till afterwards that he knows Hugh is going to be there. He's been finding, he's been hunting for him after the incident with Robin being, you know, murdered. Yeah. But essentially, um, and he's going to recruit him for the boys. He's going to get him to join his cause of going after the superheroes who do bad shit and bring them to task and take them, you know, bring them to justice for the awful shit that they do. Um, to kind of break the ice a little bit. He kind of looks over to Hugh and goes, "Hey, watch this," and says to says to his dog Terra, "Hey, Terra,
1: fuck it, fuck it," <laughs> and, <laughs> and sends and him after this. The dog like, does it, yeah, yeah like a like a, um, like
0: a really prim, prim and proper like poodle that's being yeah, walked yeah, by yeah, this by this old yeah. couple. Yeah. Um, so okay, there's but, very, but, but yeah, Terra's Terra's not in the book, uh, not in the TV show. There's, there's, there's the,
1: very few things that I didn't like about this this uh, the adaptation. There's a couple of things that kind of bit nitpicky. I was a little kind of. Uh, my biggest bone to pick is no Terra, as you've, of any of our podcasts, if there's any show that has, like, a dog in it, or some sort of pet or animal, I'm, like, fucking all in. Yep. And Terror was honestly, as, as weird as this sounds, one of my favorite characters in the comic. Yeah. I, like, love that dog to death. <laughs> and when, I remember saying to one of my very good friends, uh, he actually listens to us as well. Oh.
0: Hello, hello, friend. There you go. Get a life, laugh, Garrick. <laughs> um,
1: basically, I said, <laughs> if Terra is not in this TV show, I'm going to be bitterly disappointed. Yeah, yeah. So, and obviously, the show was really bloody good, so it's hard for me to hold it against it. But it was just—it's still a bit of a bugbear for you, though. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe the logistics of just having a dog always around the crazy shit going on may not work for him. But I'm like, yeah. you could have added it in here and there. Like, there's well, you- one thing that alludes to it when he's in Butcher's car. Yeah, we've jumped a tiny bit ahead he sees some stuff in his backseat and he's back he goes, oh, do you have a dog? And he says no. He says no. Yeah. Because
0: you get a little shot later on when he has, like, Butch is having a, an emotional flashback in his mm. head and he's in bed with the wife and that kind of thing having a conversation about the Spice Girls which gets refer- referenced back to several times. Yeah. Um, there's a dog bed and there is a bulldog. Mm. So you only get a brief flash of it but he's never shown or mentioned again. And it's like, like Adam says, are they going to do a whole thing where something happened in the past mm. that we didn't see in the, in the preceding couple of the years? Did the dog die? Was he actually around? Maybe he'll come back in season soon. This is it. Maybe, maybe he'll
1: recruit. or Fuck, maybe, hope so. Maybe he'll find a new dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's got to be terror. Um, okay. Enough of me like, yeah, nitpicky. That's Fair what we do. Furling out over That's what my love of animals. Um, um, <laughs> <so> yeah, butcher, <laughs> butcher catches up with Huey. Yeah, it finds him at the electronic store. He, he
0: makes out that he's going to kind of um, buy a TV, but then it basically turns out he's he's hunting him. Oh, He's he, there
1: with an ulterior motive, he, and he and he knows that that Huey's been offered this payout to sort of uh, keep his mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. And he kind of.
0: He's on the the path to recruit him and that kind of thing. And in the meantime, Huey's been kind of kicking up dust anyway. Um, He's basically ready to do something. He realises he's gone back, he's looked at his room, he's looked at his house, and he's like, these superheroes are ever-present and they're pieces of shit. He's got posters on his wall. This is it, yeah. He was a fanboy. He's got the action figures and that kind of thing. And he realises, like, I've been contributing to this love and fan worship of, of people who don't deserve it because they're awful scumbags. So Butcher kind of, you know, recruits him to the cause, gets him on board a little bit. Um, They kind of come up with an idea of going, accepting the money,
1: but he's going to plant a bug. Plant a bug. And just a real quick side note, when the comic starts the boys are already a thing. Yeah. That's one thing this, this this does differently. It's like an origin of the boys whilst also running through the same narrative. Yeah. So that, that's one thing that kind of...
0: Yeah, they kind of allude to a previous team that wasn't called the boys necessarily, but a team that was keeping an eye on superhero activity.
1: Yeah, Because um, essentially the, the name of the show, the boys, is in relation to a group of people who are basically keeping these scumbag superheroes in check.
0: Yeah, because in the, the comic book version,
1: they're actually funded by the CIA.
0: Mm. They're off the books. Um... One big change from the comics that we'll touch on soon um, is why they're able to go up against the superheroes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something huge that we'll probably have to refer back to later on, but it's just something that you need to have in there in some way. Otherwise, yeah, it's not believable Like why these people, even though they've got skills from their backgrounds of CIA or whatever... Why are they able to go up against superheroes? Yeah, like why they're not being torn in half by the Homelander or laser-eyed or Mave throwing them through a wall or something like that? Um, in the comic, they kind of establish it really early on,
1: they do. Which, which they kind of needed to. Yeah, because in the comics, it's sort of um,
0: yeah, it's like yeah. a huge it's a huge turning point from Huey yeah. kind of accepting the whole plan
1: mm. it's like if you do this you're part of the team yeah um, know, we're, we're jumping back and forth a lot especially between the comic and the TV show so I hope you're keeping up yeah um, yeah if you've got any <laughs>
0: questions or any queries and that sort of thing when we get to the end of this if anything's kind of thrown you for a loop uh, by all means hit us up in the comments and we'll try and clarify anything you're not too sure about
1: um, oh look I'll, I'll be happy to talk about this and explain it further till like, the cows come home yeah. oh Jesus yes <laughs> um, so basically uh Huey agrees he's going to uh, you know quote unquote Accept this, yeah. Plant the bug because the whole deal is he'll accept it as long as he gets to get an apology from A Train. That's it. He wants
0: the face-to-face apology from A yeah. Train for killing Robin, um, but he used use that as the cover to plant the bug in exactly. the sevens ho- in the sevens headquarters, and then Butcher can listen in and find out any extra dirt he can find out about, you know. A-Train admitting that he killed
1: Robin rather than being like a whole...
0: Oh, it was an accident. It was an accident. We
1: missed out one p- One thing. Um, <clears throat> Butcher takes Huey to a bar where the superheroes hang out. That's correct. Um, great scene. Very, very well done. You see the, the shrunken down superhero running... <laughs> dive into someone's vagina <laughs> um, you see this religious superhero Ezekiel just yeah just being a piece of shit yeah it's
0: like the whole hypo- hypocritical Christian superhero like he says like they have photos of him on billboards and advertisements with him being like Christ gave me my powers um, I'm going to spread my because he's basically Mr. Fantastic with his powers like elongated man yeah. can stretch and do whatever there's also
1: like the pray the gay away sort of thing going yeah, on and he's the, like making out with men in the club and that. that's it but whilst there uh, Butcher shows surveillance footage to to, to Huey to sort of get him on board of A-Train making light of the situation where he he killed Huey's That's girlfriend.
0: That's it, like um, A-Train's in the club with a, another superhero called Popclaw who's kind of like Wolverine, X-23 kind style. Of, yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of a B-list hero um, who was on the Teenage Kicks team with A-Train before he made the step up to the seven um, and they're high as hell, drunk as hell and he basically makes a joke about running through the girl and swallowing one of her teeth and yeah. then they start laughing. And it's like yeah, yeah. That's kind of what sets Huey off and yeah. goes, you know
1: what? These people are fucked. I I need to do whatever I can. He's like, you know what? I'm in that. That's sort of like the it's turning the point. It's tipping point for sure. And then he goes to the Sevens building, which looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, the way they did it, And they've got this sort of throne room and stuff. It's, well, even uh, the way the
0: like the lights
1: make the, seven. Make the
0: seven. It's so, so like very yeah. very Avengers Tower. That yeah, I, I like hell that. Yes.
1: Um, and then they have the meeting. Uh, um, Steelwell, of course, is is uh, another character. Yeah, she
0: um. This character was changed from the comics. In the comics, she's he, uh, Jasper Jasper Stillwell, I think, which is a reference to Jasper Sitwell, ah, who's the yeah. handler from um, the Shield side of things, who turns out to be a Hydra agent. Yeah, which I thought was awesome. Like that's another great, even little things like that being references. Uh, bless you, Garth Ennis. He knows his shit. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, they uh, gender flipped this character to make it make it female for the TV series. I actually think it worked. Way better.
1: Worked incredibly well.
0: Like giving her that whole kind of domineering mother aspect over Homelander because he's obviously, they touch on it later on that he was almost like a laboratory experiment Mm. Um, rather than being like God given powers and that sort of thing. um, He is literally a corporate sponsored, corporate created hero.
1: She's basically in charge of the boys. She's the, she's the brain, almost like the brains behind the machine. Um, Like she's not going around doing all the, um, you know, all the grunt work and heavy lifting that, but she's the one like, yeah, she's organizing all the, um, you know, basically all the superhero stuff. Yeah. All the marketing. she'll, She'll chat to like another, another state and be like, Hey, we'll send you this superhero to sort of help you out with your town. Whilst, you know, you give us this much money. And, uh, there's some really cool sort of, uh, conniving sort of business politics going on with everything she does. But, um,
0: yeah, she did a fantastic job. Um, Elizabeth Shue, yeah. of course. I couldn't remember her bloody name. Um, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. I, yeah.
1: I, 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 that's one I did remember. Yeah, <laughs> just no, left, She does an outstanding job. Me.
0: And she's got that kind of, because she's supposed to be like a new mother as well. So she's yeah. doing the whole like strong single woman raising a child by herself and still running this giant corporation. Yeah. Uh, but she's got that kind of corporate really you know, overly done blonde hair, yeah. real deep Hulk Hogan tan going on yeah. as well at times. But she would literally fucking
1: eat you alive. She's so intense. yeah, So goddamn intense. She plays intense. so well. And like, she's got that kind 80s of... 80s icon. It's just, it's, um, yeah, yeah, love yeah. what they did with her so much. Absolutely, and
0: she's got that whole... Just don't fuck with me Like yeah. that switch can turn Like
1: even to the superheroes Yeah
0: Even they know not to step on her toes Like the deep's having a Like I love what they did with the deep Making oh, him Jesus man like, So good. Chase Crawford Most people don't know him from Gossip Girl mm-hmm. So getting him to play Kind of a, a teen himbo Dumbass Like this character is Yeah Works perfectly. Like he's got that chiseled jaw, the like kind of tousled, uh, gelled, uh, gelled hair. They
1: all look so great from just them themselves to their costumes. Like when I first saw Homelander, I was like, "Should have been bigger." Like yeah. Homeland, obviously in comics, the physiques are massive. But yeah. um, just seeing the Homelander do what he does, perfect. Like, just he looks a
0: bit like the. Um, bear with me two seconds. I'm just going to look up the actor's name because we uh, we worked out that he's also uh, a Kiwi, much like Carl Urban, uh, Anthony Starr. Mm-hmm. He looks like Chris Pine. Yeah, he does. He looks like Chris Pine in the uh, Wonder Woman movies, like the whole Steve Trevor kind of look to him, like that real chiseled blue eyed, blonde hair, sort of, you know, all American boy, as we said. Yeah. But when the switch turns, when he doesn't get his way, he's so good. good. He does an outstanding job. Like, it's, and it gives you that kind of, oh, like he does a great job, but what a piece of shit. Like, it's that great kind of, like, there's this whole speech later on, because the whole thing Vought America are trying to do is get superheroes approved. For military contracts Yeah They're going to basically provide Superheroes To the military And replace Lockheed Air International And all those kind of Contractors who provide Weapons Provide planes All that kind of stuff It's a guaranteed Billion dollar industry And they want in on that Because they've already got the, the marketing aspect Sewn up with the films And TV side of things yeah. But you know, the bubble's going to burst on that eventually, so they want to have this other contract led, led, lined up with the military. Which is worth so much more money. Exactly, and guaranteed money as well, which I think is awesome. Um, yeah, so they've, they've got this whole balance where they're trying to appease the corporate side of things and get these contracts with the military, but they're also trying to appease the marketing and the public eye stuff as well. And I think watching them kind of balance that and and especially uh, Stilwell, Yeah, her whole character in particular, getting her to be the one in charge of all of that, whilst also you know making sure she keeps all the superheroes in line. I think that was really, really well done.
1: It was so much of it. They just (laughs) oh, it was almost impressive. The sort of how they logistically tweaked things to make it work so well into from the comic to the TV show. Yeah, definitely. Like
0: again, it goes back to what we were saying before about like modernizing everything and making sure it flows in a in a logical. Kind of way, yeah, and it totally does, yeah. like
1: completely. And to jump back to where we were, Hugh- <laughs> Hughie's at the uh, at the Sevens building, yeah, and uh, it's really the way how they did this is great as well, because obviously he's there, he wants his apology to come along with the check, um, and you know he's obviously the ulterior motive is to plant the bug, yeah, like he goes to the toilet and overhears a uh, chattering by some of the superheroes just just being assholes, yeah, but the way how they do the sort of the big apology handshake, I'm sorry. It's like, okay, bring him in. And there's like a couple of suits, kind of like, okay, A Train, here you go, kind of like fumbling through, like, all right, all right yeah. and sort of like throw A Train at Hewitt. And he's like, oh, hey, man, yeah, really sorry, man. Shake hands, turn pose, take a photo. And then he's literally like, we good? All right, cool. That's See you later, it. man. Like it was like just complete publicity stunt. Totally, like yeah. Just as cold. That's it. Like a like, like like a
0: really awkward meet and greet session or something. Yeah, like like completely it's, void
1: of emotion. Considering like, you
0: know. he yeah you know annihilated this guy's girlfriend yeah. in the street in public like just turned it to pink mist, mm. and he just doesn't give a shit. No, like just could not care less. He's like I've got shit to do. Get on with it. Let's go. Yeah, and Richard it's like, like, oh look, oh
1: yeah. Sorry, I killed your girlfriend, man. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like
0: again, much like the scene in the club. It's an added thing for Huey to be like, you know what? Yeah, we've made the right call to spy on these people because they're scumbags. Yeah, um, and Huey's got the one thing I loved that they did with him throughout this this season. That consistent kind of PTSD. Oh like, yeah, he's just got the constant like the all the other noises will be cancelled out. He can't hear anyone talk. He can't focus on anything. He'll see like echoes of Robin in the distance. He'll hear this massive like dum, 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 in his ears. Um I love that. I think that's really, really cool. Like to show that this is affecting him not just emotionally, but physically as well. Like it's a consistent thing that's ruining his life. Oh yeah.
1: And I mean it gets worse after that that actual meeting with A yeah. Train. Obviously he plants the bug and, and that's all good. But um he goes back to the butcher and he's just, he's livid. He tears up the check. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, yeah. even Butcher's is kind of like, you know, like, like, man, like... That's it. And Butcher's kind of like, we could have used that yeah, money. we could have used that money. <laughs> um. But yeah, he,
0: he kind of recruits him and he's... They realise now that um, they're going to need more help if they do want to go after these these evil people, these evil superheroes, this corporation, all that kind of thing. Um, so this is where we get friendship.
1: Uh, gets yes. recruited. Well, yes. Sorry. Go. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: like Adam was saying, there's some stuff I loved about the show. Some stuff I didn't love. I actually think Frenchie in the TV show better than the comic.
1: I was about to say the same thing because he's a he's
0: a bit more of a scumbag. He's also in the car co- in the comic. He is. A bit of a cartoon character. He's he's quite nice, but like in the in the comic, he's He's, he's such a Roger Ramjet. Mm. Oh, sorry, Roger Rabbit, kind of like bouncing off the walls. Like yeah. I am so look at me, I'm so French. I'm yeah. going to like <laughs> yeah. like it's so over the top, and it kind of takes away a lot of the time when he's there. Um, in the TV show, they do such a good job of kind of balancing him being a bit of a loose cannon, a bit of a fucking headcase who he runs guns, he dabbles in a bit of drug stuff and that kind of thing. Um, but deep down, there's a wounded dude. Like, he's been yeah. through some dark shit. Like, they touch on him mentioning his past where his dad kind of kidnapped him from his mum because he was, you know, a, an estranged parent who was high on drugs and being, getting up to all sorts of violent shit all over Paris and all over, all over France. And he basically just shows up, takes Frenchie with him, and just goes on this, you know, crazy tirade across France yeah and it's like yeah he shows like scars where he's like had cigars stubbed out on him and as a child and all that kind of stuff so he's he's been through some dark shit Yeah, so he kind of appreciates where Butcher's coming from he appreciates where Huey's coming from but there's a bit of a there's a bit of tension between him and Butcher based on their old missions for the CIA
1: yeah they also gave him the exact same shirt
0: yeah had to yeah. had to Yeah, <laughs> I, I know
1: they had to but they, they did anyway and yeah good
0: and even the glasses like
1: having the yeah, having the goggles, the goggles
0: like it looks Looks cool. Yeah, like he looks cool as shit. Like he's yeah. got that. He's got that kind of swagger, that kind of you know, devil may care sort of attitude, but also that sort of haunted. Yeah, kind of look where he's like a little bit on edge and that sort of thing. Especially when they're like, whenever they're planting bugs or doing any other kind of mission stuff, he always has that like adrenaline kind of shake to him. Yeah, which I think does. works really, really well.
1: Um, and obviously Frenchie gets involved because at the end of episode one. It turns out Translucent... Was
0: in the bathroom.
1: He was in the bathroom and Hugh was there fumbling around with the bug. He knows that they planned the bug, so Translucent kind of rocks up at Huey's radio shack or whatever and is kind of like, Hey, motherfucker. Yeah. I know what you did. That's
0: it. Who are you trying to fuck with? Do you think I wouldn't find that bug straight away? Yeah. We're the seven... What, what's your real agenda? I'm going to fuck you up.
1: Yeah, basically and then a, you're toast. And then a
0: car comes crashing through the windscre- through the window. <laughs>
1: through, the, through the wall of the shop and runs him down and then uh, Butcher ends up having a throwdown with Translucent. Yeah, they basically crowbar him unconscious. Um, One of my favourite things is whilst they're like beating the shit out of each other, he's like, Translucent doesn't even mean invisible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so good. Um, uh. Yeah, so they basically um, they knock him out somehow. Yeah. Um, despite him having diamond skin and all that kind of thing um, yeah. they knock him out lock him up in uh, in the boot of their car yeah.
1: this um, is essentially just episode one yeah, Like we, we've, we've, <laughs> yeah we've, we've dipped forward we've a little bit we've gone a long way around the first episode we've, we've dipped around a little bit
0: to other bits in the season yeah. but yeah this is just episode one so they got a lot in and it's not like it was a two hour episode like they're, they're all kind of an hour long this season there's only eight episodes as well which I adored I love that it's only eight episodes
1: so good uh, yeah I mean cuz it was so good you kind of like you know what 10 would have been nice but I think 8's great I 8 is so. perfect cuz it it's- it makes me Man, so it, it makes me so eager for the rest.
0: Exactly, yeah. like rather than sitting there going, "Oh, I've got another five episodes to fit in," and they're all it, an hour it, and a it half was long. A
1: proof for season two before it even aired, which speaks
0: volumes about how well they've done and how confident they were about what they'd put together as well. Yeah, like, um,
1: we, we'll miss you, Deadly Class, but shit, at least we're gonna have. We've this got time. something at least, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, we, we're in episode two. They've got translucent locked up in this little sort of uh, metal cage that he can't get out of. He's. <laughs> He's like sort of... Yeah, like, it's all electrified and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's electrified. He's kind of like tied up and stuff. Yeah, and-,
0: and they kind of touch on... Because he's got diamond skin, like whatever code polymer thing he's coated in, um, it basically is conductive to electricity. That's mm. how they're able to knock him out in the first place. He basically jams a couple of loose wires from the wall where all the carnages happen from the car coming through and elect- electrocutes him. That's how they're able to knock him out. So like, all right, cool. The only way we can keep him contained... Lock him in a lock him in a metal cage. Wire up some cables to it, and if he touches it, he gets electrocuted. Yeah, it's the only way they can stop him because they tries.
1: Huey's tech sort of helps with this sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: um, um, so they're they're basically trying to find a way. All right, he knows our faces. What do we do? So yeah, French, kind
1: of reality sets in. Like, holy shit, we've got one of the seven we're toast. Yeah. What do we do?
0: So yeah, so Frenchie and Butcher are basically trying to come up with a way to kill him.
1: Well, they're like we've got to kill him. We can't let him if he goes we're dead. Yeah, and, and Hugh
0: and Hugh is still kind of wrestling with like the moral implications. He's like
1: yeah, we have to bring It's like bringing him water and a bit of food. And <laughs> yeah, stuff. that's it. Kind, of, kind of looking after him like a little sad. A little bit pet. humane, yeah. yeah that's yeah. it.
0: Cuz he's not been through anything like this before. Like Butcher and Frenchie, they've got They allude to yeah, we've seen some dark shit there, we've done There's some a lot of blood on stuff. their hands
1: from previous things. This is it.
0: So they we don't find this out till later that they worked for the CIA previously and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. at first you think oh they're just a bunch of scumbags who just want to do their own thing Um, they might be they are scumbags yeah for sure Um, but yeah Huey's Huey's never been through anything like this which I like that they don't just immediately and, like, halfway through first season, all right, we've killed this dude, let's do some stuff. Yeah, like, they no, kind of slow burn through
1: it. Uh, yeah, and they, they really sort of hit home how he, he's like, there's got to be another way, we don't need to kill this yeah, guy. Yeah, like. because in the, in the comic, he literally gets thrown in the deep end. I think it's, yeah. like, episode issue two, yeah. he
0: gets thrown into a fight with, like, um, the version of Teenage Kicks that's going at the moment, at that yep. time. Um, I'm going to refer back to the Irish leader of the team, Blarney Cock. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> 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 oh so oh, ridiculous. Shit. Yeah.
0: Strangely doesn't make an appearance in the TV show. Uh, Who would have thought? Why. <laughs>
1: um Yeah,
0: yeah so they, they're basically trying to find a way, like they try hacksaws, they try drills. Nothing can pierce nothing can pierce his skin.
1: So what do they do? They get a detonator with some C4 and they jam it up his ass.
0: Yep. As Garth Ennis would have only surely have come up with, had he been in the comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how else do you How else do you stop an, an impenetrable, yeah. indestructible superhero? <laughs> you jam C four up his ass and yeah. hope for the best.
1: And they 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 leave it in there for a while. They sort of still yeah. sort of ponder over what they should do. I was about to
0: say leave it in there marinating, but. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, And then it all starts coming to a head because obviously the uh, the seven are are bugged themselves, like they like got GPS trackers on them because they needed, you know, the um, the suits need to know their whereabouts at all times. Yeah, so
0: it's quite noticeable when one of the one of the biggest superheroes in the world is no longer available and on call. Like you can you can pull you can tow the car the company corporate line of saying, oh, you know, he's on a mission, he's doing this, he's doing that, but people are going to notice it's going to get kind of obvious that he's not there. So Homelander's trying to call everyone's attention to what's going on. Um, he goes out off his own back and goes to basically investigate what's happening. Um, so they're like, all right, the ticking clock's happening. Homelander's we can hear him zooming. Yeah,
1: he's basically around, like, he's around the area where our Where they're hiding out, is. yeah. Yeah, and they're kind of like, really like... Okay. Yeah, we gotta, we got to <laughs> do something. Yeah, And the idea is, look, we've got to kill him now. We've got to blow him up. But they're like, no, Homelander will hear it. It's so like, okay, we need a distraction explosion. Yeah. To do. Like <laughs> like a decoy explosion yeah. to throw him off the scent. That's
0: it. So uh, Frenchie blows up one of his safe houses, which is in the same city, and that distracts Homelander long enough to go
1: and investigate. And Huey. Well, he's left there, and he's still kind of like unsure, not wanting to do it. And Translucent's just like egging him on like being a like you know considering this guy's you know got the, the power in his hands to kill him he's just kind of like you know yeah he's kind of
0: manipulating him as well and being
1: yeah. like you know if you let me go um, I will forget all about this I just
0: want to go home that mm-hmm. kind of thing he plays it up quite well um, and then he goes to leave and Huey just keeps seeing this poster of like a baby with like um, keep your hands clean because they're hiding out in like an d- abandoned restaurant yeah. um, and he kind of keeps looking at this baby and he keeps kind of having flashes of Robin at the same time and seeing like the future they could have had together and then just pulls the trigger. Boom. Boom. No more translucent. <laughs> he's dead. He, he's painting he the
1: exploded. walls. exploded. Yep. And um, that's
0: where season two ends. Uh, episode two ends. Yeah. It's just with Huey covered in blood again. Not Robin's blood this time, just covered in translucent's blood. And the walls are covered in blood. And, and it's one like. Of the seven's dead. Yep. And Huey is now <laughs> almost baptism of blood, baptism of fire. You're a member of the boys. Yeah. You've killed a superhero where none of us have been able to. All right. Let's see what we can do.
1: And going forward, it's kind of something like whenever um, Butcher uh, sort of comes across someone who's kind of like, like, what? Like this guy? Like, oh, he killed Translucent. Like it, he carries a lot of weight. Yeah, like, it's an
0: an instant thing. And then, like, Huey's tech expertise comes into play where he's like, we don't need to plant bugs. We can just hack in remotely Mm. because he's got a bit of, you know, he's done all the modem setting up and, you know, the remote wiring for the TV series and the the boxes that they use. Um, So that stuff automatically comes into play. And it's like, all right, you see, Butcher's team are a bit old school. They're pre this level of tech Mm. to a degree. So for them, it's like, oh, this is perfect. We've been able to bring somebody in who is on our similar kind of moral wavelength of wanting to get revenge on these superheroes and bring them to justice, but he's got a new skill set to bring to the table yeah, as well. he's also
1: very cluey to, like, modern-day surveillance because he's selling those, like, little GoPro... That's it, yeah, and the little pinhole cameras, cameras and, and stuff, for sure. Like that, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so then we um, we recruit the next member of the boys in the next episode. Mother's milk, mother's milk.
1: Again, oh. thought he'd be bigger.
0: I agreed. I agreed. Yeah. He's supposed to be like this real giant, intimidating dude in the comics, and he's not. He's not tiny by any stretch. But
1: yeah. I, I guess it's a, it's a uh, byproduct of comics themselves. Like you know, yeah, everything's larger than life in a yeah, comic book. Yeah, I, I blame Robert Liefeld. <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: I blame him for most things in life. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mother's That's why I didn't get a bigger tax return. Exactly. Fucking life. Fucking out. life out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, mother's milk is a very important character. He's one of the boys, um, and regardless of, of how big or, or lack thereof he may be, he's very well acted in this. I thought yeah. that guy did a great job. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, and I like that they kind of have him and Butcher be a little bit more estranged than um, than Frenchie. Like he's yeah. he's more. He's got more of a moral compass. Yeah,
1: he's got a wife. He's got you know. He's got, he's got like a family and all that sort of good stuff. He's like very very loyal to that. Basically, when they reach out to him, he's sort of like, nah, man. Yeah, I'm, he's done with this. He's shit. He's moved on. He's like yeah. a, a, working at like a prison type facility,
0: basically rehabbing or rehabilitating young offenders, mm. um, especially young black offenders. Like he's got a whole thing where he's like makes them speak in really over the top kind of polite language. Mm. Um, they have a chalkboard where they have to note their names down. They have to follow real. But real, real protocol and decorum and show respect to each other, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Like Showing that he's got... There is, some, there is a reason why he does the things he does and why he's done the things he's done in the past is he wants to build a better world and make people more educated and aware. And I think, I think that's kind of cool. That's a great character kind of trait for him to be always falling back onto. Yeah. Uh, Laz Alonso is the actor, actually. Uh, Um, Yeah, yeah, he did a a fantastic job. Um, And yeah, you get the whole thing of him, basically, once he finds out the superheroes can be killed, it kind of brings him back into the fold because it's almost like he's given up and said, you know, I can affect change in this other way, helping young offenders rehabilitate, and I can hope that they don't turn into superheroes or supervillains and get, you know, jacked up on all these other drugs and that sort of thing. Once he finds out that there is actual physical change that can be made he kind of comes around to the whole concept again and is like all right we'll try it out we'll see how we go yeah
1: and uh meanwhile you've got um starlight sort of adapting to her superhero life first thing they cuz she's got her own costume yeah um they give her a new costume which is far more revealing <laughs> yeah it's basically like a beyonce on stage outfit yeah. like with like no sleeves
0: no legs like she's not wearing tights or a cape she's very low cut kind of you know they're trying to pull the whole sex sells kind of aspect yeah. and they really Definitely. keep showing they keep sending her like the The promo videos that they're coming up with, where it's like a small town girl gets to the big city and she grows into a true, you know, her true self and grows into a real woman. And it's like basically, yeah, she starts to slut it up when she gets to the big
1: city. Oh, it's so awful. Yeah. Um, It's it's
0: really cringeworthy. And then you've got the whole thing where like the deep keeps kind of needling her, saying, you know, making references to sex and all that sort of stuff because he's forced her into you know, blowing him and that sort of thing. Yeah.
1: And meanwhile, she meets Huey um, at a park and they're both kind of, you know, feeling a bit downtrodden.
0: Yeah, it's like a chance meeting where they're both like just dealing with the reality of their new situations, their new jobs and that sort of thing.
1: And they both kind of hit a point when they're talking about, like, I mean, roundabout ways. They're not like, because, you know, they're not talking blatantly about what happened, but they're kind of like, you know, we, we need to stand up for ourselves. Yeah, that's and it. And she really sticks it to the deep.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And
1: Huey kind of like,
0: st- he steps up from that point onwards as well it's yeah, like he when does. he when he's like yeah you know what this needs to be done
1: they both turn a corner with this which and, again um,
0: is a great moment from the comic book like there's that whole moment where they're sitting and talking and then you realize it's them talking to each other yeah and it's like holy shit you've got this real connection mm. between two characters who don't realize how closely linked they already are?
1: Yeah, and it ignites the spark between them that obviously becomes a lot more prominent going forward. Absolutely. But, well, I can't remember she the way she threatens the deep again. I can't remember because they're about going on an assignment together. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. She basically... Um, basically, she's going to like rip his dick off or something.
0: Pretty much. Or yeah. Yeah. Well, she, well, she threatens to blind him.
1: That's right, yeah. she's like,
0: uh, you know, her powers are all kind of light-based, hence the name Starlight. So mm. she's got, you know, she can control a little bit of electricity. So, like, any lights that are around, she can kind of create ultraviolet light. She can create crazy, like, plasma burst-type things. Yeah. Um, and she basically threatens, if you, if you touch me, if you say the wrong thing, I'll blind you and let's see you swim around in the dark that way, motherfucker, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was really cool. Yeah, and um, again,
0: and like you said, a massive moment of her stepping up and you know standing up for herself as well.
1: Another huge moment we get is, um, it probably happened a little earlier, but um, I'll just touch on it quickly, is uh, with Homelander. As I said, um, Stillwell's spoken to a, a person and they're like, oh no, we want this superhero. They're like, no, no, we'll give you this superhero, you pay us this much. They're like, no, no, we'll pay you this much. And kind of tries to blackmail Stilwell. So, as you see later on, he's with his family on their private jet. Yeah,
0: because he makes a mention of Compound V. Yes. And, like, they don't reveal more than that in this episode. But even the mention of it, you can see still, well, she just completely...
1: Just... Okay. Just kind of, like, wraps up the meeting... Yep. Sure. And, we'll, we'll do things your way. Yeah. And then he's flying on his private jet, and then you see the Homelander flying outside next to the plane. yep Gives them the gives him the Superman wave. Yeah. The little like, and then, salute. And then lasers the plane down to yeah, the ground just, and blows it up. <laughs> blows up the plane and kills them all. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So good. awesome scene. So good. And um, Compound V, obviously. Um, having read the comic, um, we, we know what that's all about. Should we touch on it now? We'll, think, t- we'll touch on it when, when it gets to it in the story?
0: I think we touch on it now. Yeah, okay,
1: It's essentially like a drug which if you give this to people, they'll get superhero powers. Yeah,
0: like they've run a bunch of experiments on it and obviously it's got to be given in certain dosages for certain abilities. Um, yeah, but you the, overdo
1: I, this and it will kill you in a horrendous this is way. It.
0: It'll just blow you up. Yeah. Essentially, like it'll supercharge all your molecules and your blood and all that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, if you, if you take Compound V chances are you're going to get superpowers. Mm. In the comic books, this is one thing I found interesting. In the comic books, issue one, oh, yeah. day one, like once you join the seven or get superpowers or any of that kind of stuff, because they kind of, in the comics, they kind of touch on that it's both. Yeah, You can be born with powers, but if you want the good stuff, you yeah. uh, you amplify your powers with Compound V or if mm-hmm. you don't have powers, you take Compound V and you get the basics like super strength and vulnerability, yeah. flight potentially, um, and sometimes they manifest in other ways because they have the whole thing in the comics where even the um, the people they sleep with they sign like non-disclosure agreements and they get injected with Compound V. It's a small dose, basically, just so they don't die. Yeah, because they you know these super people have got such strength and power and whatnot. They they touch on things
1: like that in the. In, they in really the TV do in the,
0: in the well. yeah in the comics. They definitely do. <laughs> oh, um, <in> the comics! <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, bloody a lot. Um, but yeah, like you find out. Through the TV show and the run of it, this is the big kind of overarching thing: is that they've basically been experimenting on babies for decades yeah. and shooting them up and creating their own corporately pre- corporately created um, superpowered baby children. Yeah, and they're doing it as labs. babies, so
1: they grow up with powers and stuff That's like it. that. It's, yeah, it's, it's awful,
0: and it's the huge kind of turning point for Starlight's character. Is once they find this out, and Huey kind of spills the beans later on when they when they have the whole thing of them running running away from what they've done and going on the run from the corporations and all that kind of thing. I know I'm jumping ahead a fair bit here. Um, you have a whole kind of moment with Starlight and Huey being honest with each other about who they are and what their backgrounds are because the butcher's basically using this connection once he finds out. He says, all right, keep an eye on Starlight use her for information, we'll find out about all these other like scumbag using superheroes.
1: inside man.
0: Yeah, that's it. And, like, you know, more information about the corporations, we need to find out what's going on. Then the whole thing spirals out of control where you've got, like, they find out about Compound V, mm-hmm. they find out about the Vought America deal with the military, yeah, and it's yes. like everything just goes runaway freight train ahead. It's like, shit, we thought we were just dealing with seven superheroes. We've got a whole giant corporation, we've got the American military, we're yeah. trying to keep the CIA on our side because they're technically funding what we're doing but they're trying to be plausible deniability at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I kind of love that it just ramps up so suddenly because it would oh, like yeah. one domino tips and everything would just go fucking batshit insane. Like Homelander is trying to get more control over the seven. He's trying yeah, to get more control is. over Vought America, have a bigger role rather than just being the you know, the corporate face on the posters. He's like, no, I want actual control as yeah, well. And he wants everything. Yeah, they kind of touch on him almost having a void. Of family and stuff inside him as well. Like, he's very jealous of Stillwell's child, mm. and he's like, No, I'm I was raised in the laboratory, I
1: don't have any family or friends really. Um, even his relationship with Maeve, it uh, also leads to him confronting the uh, the scientist that he, yeah, Dr. Ba- Vogelbaum basically, basically ra- raised him, yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. They have this awesome moment, like, again, with the promo packages that um, Adam was mentioning earlier, with um. Yeah, I'm raised in a small town small town America. Mom made the best apple pie, that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: and they show his like bedroom. And yeah. they show this really like behind the scenes thing where he's like, you know, who put the blanket there? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck is this? Like he really sort of like just that real kind of like um uh, the difference in his yeah that's mentality. it like, he like, just freaks out immediately because it's the only
0: thing he has left yeah. from when he was raised in the laboratory it's the only thing that he still you know keeps a hold of and then they, when they take it away the guy gets fired who put it there yeah. and it's like put in this vacuum sealed bag and like do not touch do not use yeah um yeah it's ridiculous how um how much he snaps mm. which i think is cool though as well at the same time
1: yeah it is um since we jumped a little bit ahead uh meanwhile you've had um the surveillance stuff going on with um, Huey and uh, Popclaw. Yes. Uh, it's basically to try and keep an eye on A Train, who's obviously. Um, yeah, because that's,
0: that's the main kind of one they're going after this time. Because yeah. like, oh, Translucent's dead. Who's next on our kind of not so much hit list, but who's a realistic target that we can kind of either blackmail and, or and kill A-Train, or bring to justice?
1: They find to get to A Train through his girlfriend, Popclaw. Who, um, you know, he said, "Oh, look, you know, we'll go public, and you know, you'll be a big star and all this," but he's not, yeah, not ever doing that. That's
0: it. He's kind of like stringing her along without actually ever offering her a real shot at being yeah. his public girlfriend and being a part of the seven and that sort of thing. Um, and they kind of allude to her being like a B grade super, a B grade um TV star yeah. as well. Like she's been in movies with Billy Zane. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that a great was a moment cool. with him.
1: Uh, you see her uh, like like do a bunch of Compound V and like working out and going like a little too far. And yeah. she can't pay her rent because she's not getting work. And yeah. she ends up uh, basically sleeping or about to sleep with a guy. And, yeah. She's um, sleeping
0: with the landlord to basically pay her rent. Yeah. Um, and because she's shot up full of Compound V, she's a bit stronger and a bit more insane than she normally would be. Yeah. And she basically kills the dude
1: yeah she's uh, in a really really graphic she, way she's <laughs> sitting on his face in in, in a sexual manner and <laughs> uh, gets a little too excited and squashes his head like a like a grape yeah like yeah. a grape yeah um,
0: um, and because they've got this all on video now that's how they're able to blackmail her to tell them yeah. tell them about compound V Tell them about A Train being on Compound V because he's mm-hmm. got this whole infor- inferiority complex. Oh yeah, he's going up against another guy called Shockwave, and it's like if I'm not the fastest man in the world, I'll lose my spot on the Seven. I I'll lose all my corporate sponsorship. I'll, I'll just lose be a no-
1: movie deal. This is it. I'll like be else. I'll be a nothing again.
0: Mm. Um, and they touch on that the whole way through the show, which I yeah. thought was really cool, really well done. Like, he's got that real kind of you know jittery without this I'm nothing kind of yeah. vibe. Um,
1: so he's going gung-ho on the, on the compound He is v. jacked
0: to fuck on compound yeah. all the time. And yeah, he just is massively unstable because of it. Mm. Um, so anytime Huey gets mentioned, once they find out what's going on, uh, that kind of, st- that's, like I say, that's the touch paper for him to just be like, these people are messing with my livelihood. These people are messing with me uh, being the fastest man in the world, all that kind of thing. I need to find out what's going on. So he gets completely on board with Homelander. To try and find out the truth about what's going on. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Like, you know, that despite him being the junior member of the seven comparatively, mm. Homelander's kinda like, yeah, at least you at least you're acknowledging what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like compared to the deep, who, even though he's helping, like um Starlight says at one point, I so I spoke to everyone, you're just the fish guy. Yeah. Like they, even they don't respect him, even though he can be of use and helpful and stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, and um And the Deep kind of disappears halfway through the season. Because they go to like a big sort of Christian rally thing which Homeland is at and Starlight's at and um Huey's there as well. Yeah. Um and they <laughs> they they talk to that Ezekiel character that we spoke about earlier, the one that's kind of in the closet and sort of, you know, uh very religious sort of base guy. And they, yeah. they they push him for information about compound V two. That's it, yeah. And he and basically does well. No,
0: he he gives he gives the game away because they've got footage of him um whether they see it or not. Um they basically show him that he can be blackmailed if he wants to keep his his Christian sponsorships and all that kind of thing. He wants to keep his public persona as like a pray the gay away kind of superhero. Yeah. You'll give us information about how these drugs are getting shipped all over the country. Yeah. Because he's, uh, he does obviously the charity relief shipments and that sort of thing. And they hide the compound V in there and it gets delivered to different hospitals Which then they shoot them up into babies, which is fucking ridiculous.
1: You don't feel sorry for this
0: guy at all. Nope, 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 nope. Never mind the fact that he looks like um, Guy Fieri as well. (laughs) It's so good.
1: Um, at this thing though um, starlet kind of comes out and has a has a big moment to all the all the uh, fans at this religious rally and kind of uh, mentions about the sexual harassment she suffered when joining the seven yeah
0: because she has the whole thing like her mum is living vicariously through her as a mm. superhero and it's like oh you know we went to all these Christian rallies as, as young people um I took you to all these you know basically beauty pageants for superheroes as a as a kid you're gonna be a star and I'm gonna be the one who creates the star sort yeah. of thing um yeah it just kind of once she realises I'm just being used this isn't what I thought it was I've gone back to these meetings now after being out in the real world and none of this feels it doesn't feel genuine it doesn't feel authentic at all
1: yeah so she pretty much uh, explains about how when she joined the Seven she was like forced to suck off the deep yeah Um, <laughs> and all that of. and because c- that comes out uh, Still, was like okay, deep unity to go on a it's quite sabbatical, an sabbatical yep. and they send him to some like little backwater town, <laughs> Cleveland.
0: Th- this is so good. <laughs> there's yeah, like-, like Akron. Not even Cleveland. It's like yeah, like shitty- Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which <laughs> so I, I only know of because of LeBron James. Yeah, um, exactly. And johnny gogan <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um there's just so many good moments when he's on this sabbatical. He's given like I think seventy five dollars a day. Yeah, he's
0: gone from like living it up in like a New York penthouse in the sevens Tower and being like beloved and worshipped and having sponsorship. With like Sea
1: yeah, that's to right. being
0: in like a crappy water, like water theme park in the middle of Cleveland,
1: yeah, and it's like in this shitty little sort of a hotel apartment. And he's like, okay, so what do I'll do, where do I stop crime? And the guy's like, yeah, there's not really much crime around That's here. That's it, yeah. Look, you're, here just to be,
0: you're here just to be a corporate sponsored face yeah. of our new water park. And there's constantly
1: <laughs> scenes of him just kind of like looking so just empty inside and dejected. And he's this big fall from grace. And they use um, Everybody Hurts by REM. Like, <laughs> so well done. And like, <laughs> <laughs> this shit will happen. And he'll be like in this situation and just kind of like, oh man, this fucking sucks. And they just kind of like drop his head and the song will play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like, kind of is a recurring thing, and it is so, so good. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. Oh, um, man.
0: Yeah, and as that's all going on as well, um, we've got Butcher and Mother's Milk. They've gone on this whole reconnaissance mission to find out more about Compound V. They stumble across, basically, where Train was running to when he killed Robin, was yeah. to drop off Compound V to this Chinese restaurant. And it's basically... Where they're distributing the drugs to other sources, yeah. and we find a young woman chained up in a basement. It's uh, the female from the yeah. comic, which again, Kimiko is her name. Yeah. I'm glad they actually gave her a name because calling her the female in this day and age wouldn't really go down too well.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Like that's it's kind of shitty. And they kind of, um, I mean, French and her end up getting quite the rapport, but um, they they let her free, and all the surrounding people that um have held her captive. Uh, well, they're not long for this world. No,
0: she literally like rips their faces off and disembowels them, tears them in limb from limb, yep. and then runs it. Like they literally lock themselves back in the cage to stop her getting to them. Yeah, uh,
1: the, 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 her character in the comics is very, very similar in many ways. She's brutal as hell, and uh, she's mute.
0: Yeah, yeah. She uh, whether it's because she doesn't speak English,
1: mm. as they touch on, like she's um, I believe
0: uh, Japanese. Yeah, Japanese. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah she was raised in like a a whole... They they don't really delve too much into her backstory in the comic...
1: But they do in this, and they do it in a really interesting way with a superhero who can basically sort of uh, read minds in a way. Like he kind of touches you and can see your past. Yeah, that's it. They go um, and
0: they go and blackmail him into the, the mesmerizer. Mesmer yeah. Mesmer, yeah, yeah. And he's played by um, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, played like by such um, a, looking like such a sweaty pedo creep.
1: Oh, it's it's really good how they do that. Um, we can kind of brush over that. They use him to sort of um,
0: unlock her backstory. Yeah, and find kind out of, what her story is. Yeah, because she. Um, they don't know right away that she's jacked up on Compound V or anything. Like, she's got super abilities of strength and that kind of thing. But Black Noir shows up and nearly kills her. Yeah. And she regenerates. So mm. it's like they literally call her the miracle yeah. at that point. And Frenchie is like, all right, well, she's, she doesn't need our protection necessarily because she can't be killed but she needs that protection because she has no idea what's going on in the world.
1: Yeah, and they use this Mesma guy. uh, Mother's Milk uses a connection to like family services to let the Mesma, who's a piece of shit, see his daughter on regular visits, and they're like, hey, in return, you need to help us unlock this girl. Yeah, so he sort of uh, grabs her arm. She snaps his arm, um, (laughs) and then he, he sees her past and all that, and that's all good and well. They get a bit more of an insight to her, and then he's sort of on his disgusting way, and they're kind of like, well, hang on we can use this guy and find out more about Compound V from like this guy, this guy, and this guy, yeah. to which point we find out he knows more than what he's letting on. He's like, yeah. no, 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 no. I want no part of this That's shit. That's it. And then you get a great scene in a bathroom with the butcher in hand. Oh,
0: it's so good. Yeah, because he basically gives them up to the Homelander. Yeah. Um, Mesmer... He's a piece of shit. He's a former teen hero on Teenage Kicks. He's got that connection to A-Train as well. He had his
1: like own TV show when he was a kid and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's like, it. Uh, like almost, almost like a Doogie Howser MD yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah, Exactly what I was thinking. Um,
0: so he basically uses that connection with A-Train to reach out to the Homelander and be like, these people are onto you. Because I'm a I'm a D-list celebrity, yeah. People try to follow me and use my power. So I've got cameras. Yeah, here's their faces. Here's yeah, he shows them are. a photo of the butcher and stuff, and, and he um, recognises pretty much all of them straight away from various appearances and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and that's the tipping point from there where they're on the run. The CIA is trying to protect them. Yeah. they're. Basically, Mother's Milk has to give up his family, like, put them into witness protection. the show goes full tilt from there. Yeah, Huey has to put his dad into witness protection as well.
1: in in protective custody and that. um, Homeland is like, all right, it's fucking on. Um, Obviously, since then, you've had, obviously, Starlight's had a go at her mum for basically juicing her. Yeah. Uh, There was also a scene where uh, Mother's Milk and, and Butcher find a bunch of babies that are... Getting drugged as well, yeah.
0: Like in the process of going through the change, and they, yeah, that when they when that
1: one scene is crazy. <laughs> they they're trying to escape basically, and people are onto him, shooting guns at him. So the Butch is basically holding a baby like by the head, like a palmed basketball, <laughs> and aiming its laser eyes at people to shoot their way out. <laughs> That's it. Oh, it's uh, so well done, phenomenal. It's so good. Um, but whilst they're in protective custody, obviously Homelanders basically wants these guys all wiped out because they can.
0: They can bring the everything whole down. Sort of mystery yeah. of
1: everything. You get a little bit more backstory into the boys, and they introduce the character of Mallory. Yeah, which again, big deal, because in the comics you don't get it until way, way later. Oh, like I play maybe even past the three quarter mark. I think it might. Run. I think it might actually be in Butcher Baker, Candlestick
0: Maker. Yeah, you kind of get the origin of him like going through other shit in yeah. East London, and then he gets kind of recruited to the military or joins the military and because he's always fighting and always having, you know, skirmishes and being a bit brutal, mm. Mallory kind of takes him out of the brig and recruits him for this initial version of the boys.
1: Yeah. Well, in the in the I mean, we can sort of brush over it real quickly cuz it's essentially the same kind of character in both. Yeah. Uh, they just gender swapped. Mallory's a, a female in the TV That's show. It. Um no harm, no foul. No, that's it. Um, Didn't really bother me too much. No, kind of. Could have been older.
0: But... Yeah, I would have thought same thing.
1: Yeah, but um, Mallory's like an old sort of grey man. He's uh, Nick Fury-esque. A little
0: bit. Yeah, there's definitely that Nick Fury aspect, like military background, knows the secrets of the superheroes and all that kind yeah. of thing. But he
1: was behind the original boys. Incarnation, yeah. Yeah, so when they're up shit creek without a paddle, hey, these guys are on to us, Mallory's like, all right, cool, I'll... Look after you guys. That's
0: it. I'll bow you out one one last time. One
1: last time, but after this cause,
0: cause she's almost been
1: exiled by the CIA
0: as well. Because
1: of the shit that they did back in the it. day. And it's kind of almost like, look, I'm throwing you this bone, you'll be looked after, rah rah, but after this, like forget I even exist. That's we're, it, I'll we're be stuck. I'll, I'll
0: be stuck fucking bird watching for the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so um, oh, where are we after that? Um, well, you
0: basically got Homelander trying to find them mm. desperately. Um,
1: well, you also get the story of why Butch is so um so hog wild on the Homelander. Yeah,
0: and they they definitely changed this from the comics. Oh, yeah. Because um, Homelander works with Butch's wife. She's become like the new marketing manager for the Worker. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time they have a flashback to yeah, yeah, they had yeah, like the yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. party yeah. and he's it's like, I want you to handle my my personal account for Twitter and Facebook and social media mm. and like kind of you did such a good job with all our other marketing department. And you
1: see Butcher without a beard there and it just doesn't yeah. look right. <laughs> and even then he's like,
0: These people are fucking silly, but yeah. it's a great job and they seem to appreciate the work you do, so go nuts free mm. free drinks I'm on board as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh then it turns out um uh Homelander uh basically rapes Butcher's wife, yeah. which is um horrible. They they don't show the rape, which is I think a good thing, thankfully. But um, it's there and it kind of uh, it just just destroys her. Yeah.
0: Um, and in the comics, this is very different because
1: not literally destroys her though. No, like, no, mentally destroys yeah, her. Because in the TV
0: show, they mention that she's missing. They never mm. actually confirm that she's dead. Um, and p- her family have made a tombstone and a plot for them to go visit because the mum's old and she wants to have somewhere to go and yeah. pay her respects to her daughter. Um. Whereas Butch has never believed that she's dead. He's like, she's out there somewhere. Something's happened. Uh, whereas in the comics, she sits in the park for three hours, then goes home and opens her wrists up. Yeah, like she just kills herself straight away. Yeah. Which is you know,
1: they co- she kind of goes to the park in this one, but then that's the yeah, last then she's then seen, that's all like that's your of like alluded to that. But either way, Butch is like, you know what? Regardless of if she's you know this, that, or the other, <laughs> you're the cause. It's this still, motherfucker's fault. You're the
0: catalyst still. Yeah. So he one last time, like the, the rest of the team get kidnapped. Starlight ends up any January. Starlight ends up. Rescuing Huey, rescuing the boys, um, and having one last altercation with A Train because mm. she doesn't believe in him at all at this point. Doesn't believe in the Seven really, really cool at scene. all, which is really really cool. Um, so she
1: prior to that, there's a scene where uh, the female breaks his leg, like compound fracture, <laughs> yeah, and he just dangs up a bunch <laughs> of compound V to heal his leg like within a day. Yeah,
0: because he goes to a um, he goes to like a, a department store to buy some new clothes and that kind of thing and he gets profiled
1: yeah and because he's like he's, fuck this I, don't you know who I am yeah and like, then they're
0: like oh we, we recognise you sorry and he's like well if I'm not this guy I'm gonna just be another black man yeah. who's you know treated like shit so he jacks himself full of compound V heals within a
1: day but is like really cool scene, but yeah, sweating he's, bullets yeah, he's, <laughs> on the, he's on the verge of like imploding yeah um, but anyway the fight that they sort of the little face off they have just yeah damn, so well done so good That's yeah. it. and you've got
0: like the kind of the both sides of the moral compass where it's like you'll accept anything as long as you can a famous superhero and you'll go along with anything or you'll do the right thing. Yeah. And Annie's kind of like the other side where, yeah, my powers are not the same as being the fastest in the world, but I'll do what needs to be done to save people. Yeah. And I think that's really kind of cool that they managed oh, to show that. So cool. Um but yeah, you basically get like her battling with A Train to the point where he's on so much compound V his heart gives out.
1: Yeah. And it's like, out. oh
0: shit. So they escape, she lets she, Huey feels bad and he's like, I'm gonna try and save a train otherwise we're fucked yeah. and she's like no go you're gonna all get arrested and murdered probably if you don't go i'll try and, and save a cool him
1: scene between huey and a train where a train sort of turns to him and goes like you know you, you, you killed my girlfriend like yeah and it's like
0: because um, you get the whole scene of him taking her to his version of protective custody which is like dropping her in the middle of cuba yeah in like a random hotel with a bunch of drugs And then he just like jacks her full of Compound V and makes her overdose. Mm. And he's like literally he's killing off somebody who can implicate him in all this stuff. And then, yeah, uh... he has this whole revelation with Huey where he's like, yeah, no, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I might project it all onto you, but you're the one, who I'm the one who fucking killed her. Mm. And it's like, oh, yeah. He's somewhat self-aware, despite being yeah. jacked out onto, yeah, chunks out sort of like compound. V both of them have
1: lost the loves of their life and all this yeah. sort of stuff. But um, yeah, well, really cool, really cool scene. Um, that's that it. whole bit and when like you sort of see Starlight like, in that scene, sort of really go strong with her powers. Like she actually sort of does more than you've seen before, and like she's actually really bloody powerful.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, and then we get the final kind of scene where Butcher shows up at Stillwell's home. Oh my goodness! Straps a whole shitload of dynamite and C four to her and waits for the homelander because he's realized that the homelander and this all
1: isn't in the comic at all. No, none this of is all this all completely stuff is in made there. for the TV show.
0: Yeah, cuz still well in the in the comic he's like such a a blank void, like mm. he's just pure corporate. Like yeah. He's just like the the essence of corporate fucking responsibility mm. and nothing comes before the profit margin. Which is, you know, it's completely different to Stillwell and TV show because she's all about, yeah, she wants to do a good job, but she's all about her baby now. Yeah, and it's like that whole balance of responsibility to her job and to her newborn baby.
1: Yeah, so we're our final scene of the final episode. She's <laughs> strapped up with a whole gang of C four. Um,
0: yeah, and Butch is basically using that to bring Homelander to them, and he's like, you know, explain your actions, explain who you are, and where my wife is
1: because he's very protective of her. Like. They Homelander is definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's
0: a real creepy kind of Oedipus complex thing with that. Yeah,
1: and it's kind of in you know, like Homelander's like the dad of a lot of these these children and yeah, stuff like that. Like it's weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's creepy. Yeah. Um but yeah, home, so Homelander ar- arrives.
0: Yeah, he shows up and he's like, um, they have a big fucking back and forth and he's basically saying, No, 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 I didn't I didn't do that. I didn't I didn't you know, I didn't rape her, she slept with me willingly. Yes. What's what's your problem? Yeah. Do you really think I would kill somebody? Do you think I'd do I, this? I do you think it's I do so that? Cold and like, calculated. Yeah. like
1: like you said before, the um uh, the, the guy who plays Homeland are just like ten out of such ten man. Such a good man. job. Yeah, like, such a good job. Like good that whole Lord. kind of
0: cheesy into crazy. Yeah. like that balance where like the, the mask slips he yeah. like does a so fucking great job on it. like that. even
1: when you see them um, they do an army mission to sort of you know see about superheroes in the thing and it's like some sort of terror situation and he just goes through and annihilates everyone and yeah. really condescendingly sort of smug like you guys are the real heroes you know they're just kind of waiting outside like what the fuck that's
0: it and then you get the revelation that he basically was running the compound V all over the place to create super villains um, so so they can
1: stop them and and look like the good guys that's it
0: and so they can get these military contracts outside of America as well so they can go into any city they want any town they want they can just run riot basically and it's like oh that's that ridiculous again raised by a corporate fucking laboratory Yeah, he has no moral compass none at all which is hilarious considering he's supposed to be the Superman character fuck they did a good job with this show they did didn't they final scene <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this is the this is the biggest change from the comic really I, is this, these next couple of bits I had
1: a jaw drop moment and I was just like
0: no yeah because Homelander he basically says yeah she is well,
1: a weakness yeah well that's the thing Butch is like she's your only weakness like you know she's like your, that's your it. mummy and he's like, wife kind that's of that's it and he, ba- and
0: he basically goes alright yeah you're gonna turn yourself in you're gonna let me kill you or I'm gonna blow her up and Homelander goes alright no are you now and lasers her face off
1: yeah he has this like you know like puts their heads together and sort of you know consoles still i like look it's going to be okay right and yeah. like, look it's all going to work out and it's really nice nurturing thing and then, and then like, he does the whole like i know it was
0: you fredo yeah moment
1: where it's like he realizes
0: she's been lying to him about things even though yeah. she's been claiming that you know we're going to be partners it's going to be an equal partnership you're on the same level as me in vaughton and that kind of thing and she he's Basically gone. No, no. I realize and you're still lying to me even after all these years, and lasers are face. Yeah, off. like
1: uh uses his laser beam eyes into her eyes and just hollows out her head. It's fucking intense. It's eh? brutal <laughs> it's and so like because obviously Stillwell's long running throughout the entirety of the comic. I'm just like, what the fuck did yeah. I just done? I'm That's like, this it. is such an important character going forward. Yeah. That, um. Obviously things are going to be vastly different. And then Butcher is you know just like you know what fuck this fuck it. <laughs> Bam, blows up everything. Yep. Big explosion. Uh, kind of like a, a white screen, and then yep. it kind of... Um,
0: it's almost a post-credits thing. That uh, the it go with him, it
1: like. kind of makes it seem like it was all a dream, and Butcher wakes up on the grass in front of this house, and it turns out that Homelander saved Butcher from the block. Obviously, he's got like quick speed. He's, he's yeah. essentially Superman. Uh, so, boom, explosion goes up. What's left of Steelwell is exploded too. Yep. Um, and then he wakes up outside, and he's outside this house. And it's Hom- daytime now. Yeah. So it's like he's been out for a while. Homelander yeah. kind of goes,
0: Oh, you're finally awake.
1: Yeah, and he's kind of like, almost like acting kind of backhandedly chummy towards him. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And then we get the final, final scene.
0: Yeah. He basically says, oh, wake up. We've got some friends to meet. And uh, Shows up at this house. There's a young boy who looks like a young Homelander, like the full-on all-American yeah. Hitler youth looking haircut. Um, white picket fence house, the whole works. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, oh, hello, son. You know who I am. I'm a Homelander. Yeah, you're you're a famous superhero. I'm also your dad. Yeah, and then they have the other revelation of who walks out of the house. It's Butch's wife. Yeah. What the fuck?
1: End of season one.
0: Yeah, massive cliffhanger to end on. Thank fuck this got confirmed oh, for a second. Oh since. man, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like that's such a huge change from the comics as well. Like
1: both both accounts still being gone is like huge monstrous I yeah. wonder if they're going to bring in like a, a male version kind of like well, the I'd, I'd but I wonder
0: with the whole like Gus from Breaking Bad like he's her boss in, yeah. in the TV show I wonder if they're just going to make him the replacement
1: I'm okay with that I'm you, good with you that. know yeah, how yeah. much of a massive Breaking Bad fan I am yeah it's a pretty safe um, bet and
0: that's a great actor to have in that role as well actor
1: there was talks of him playing Norman Osborn that'd in the MCU cool. that'd be cool well, it would be cool if Sony didn't uh, pull the spot. Look, this is a- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Fuck, fuck you, um, Sony. More, more focused on the boys. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of possibilities going forward, and knowing what we know from the comics, things can be completely different.
0: Yeah, they've do, considering how much they've managed to pack in that's accurate to the comics, to change something huge like that at the yeah. end of the first season, it's like, all right, are you just going to go completely off the rails from here and do your own thing?
1: It could work. A mixture of both, like what they did with this with this season one, and furthermore, it's uh interesting because they managed. It's only eight episodes. They packed in a lot, so much, and it never once felt like it was too much. Never dragged. No, never,
0: never dragged. Never. I never sat there going, "Oh, get, get through this, get to the next." Get to episode. the fireworks factory. Exactly. I never sat there. compared to something like Jessica Jones, which we'll be doing an episode on coming up very soon.
1: Like, yeah. Comparatively, that. How that wasn't eight episodes as well? There's a reason why we're doing the boys now and not Jessica Jones. <laughs> uh-huh. But we, we we will do that. That is going to happen. But That's um, it. I it's. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of hoping it, they they stick to the the may, maybe at most ten episodes of season two. I'm expecting another eight.
0: I think so. Um, um,
1: but anything can happen now. I mean, the, the thing is, I'm pretty
0: sure Amazon Prime has that eight eight episode kind of remit because I know uh, the Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit mm-hmm. um, TV series they did was eight episodes as well. I know uh, Lazarus and East of West that they're doing as well. The seasons of those are already slated to be eight episodes. East of West, yeah,
1: in television form, yeah, boy. <laughs> Don't fuck this up. <laughs> you know how much I love uh, that comic. Yeah, yeah. You, you and me both, my oh, friend Hickman. Um, good lord. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> back on track. It's like one of those things. The like the the boys are now the boys. Yeah. It's like so much is set in motion. We are like, and it's at fever pitch where they end it. Like just giddy up.
0: That's it. And it's the whole thing. Put of like, it straight to my vein. Is is this real? Is this all in Butcher's head? Are they using like mesmer or someone like that? to kind of manipulate his mind.
1: Well, Mesmer's dead.
0: But you know what I mean? Like, is <laughs> is there someone like Butcher that? that he buries got? his head into a sink. <laughs> he
1: sure did. God, what a so, scene. So gratifying. Um,
0: but yeah, is this all in their head? Are they, are they trapped on some, like, is this Vought land that she's trapped on and she's like part of an experiment? Because they yeah. kind of touch on like, uh, you were a failure homelander because you were raised in a laboratory without family and without a mother. This guy's been this new version of you. This son has been raised by a mum. Is she the? Is he the better version that's going to grow up to be a proper superhero? It's all. It's all. There's so much potential and so much possibility. Oh, for real?
1: I mean, you've still got the uh, the relationship between Starlight and Huey. Sort of, um, you know, it's on the back burner kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's still it's still prevalent. Yep. Um, you know, like I said, the boys are actually a, like a, a group now, and it's yep. kind of happening. So we're off to the races in the That's best it. possible way. Um, and they've
0: kind of got the CIA sponsorship now as yeah. well. Like, see, the CIA are still not on board with Vought America, even though they've kind of been told to back off by the government because of the military contracts and that yeah, sort of thing but, they're, but yeah. they're still the saying like evil. we don't trust them we've got dirt on them jacking babies full of compound V yeah. keep an eye on them so it's like the boys are well and truly established now
1: but it's also like how do we stop these guys they're yeah, like this incredibly is really it. powerful it's like the um, homelander taking down planes and like stuff like it.
0: that are we going to get the boys full of compound V as a way to combat it's possible them? it's possible we'll see but um yeah, yeah. final thoughts Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. You yeah. could have
1: basically you could have gone for that initial, what did you think? Quick thoughts. Loved it. Loved it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I hope that you could have kept up with our back and forth constantly We'd- between the comic and bouncing around on the show. It is a lot to take in for eight episodes, but like we said, it's not overbearing. It's no, um, and really well done.
0: The comic, especially as well, like trying to touch on that. There's so much detail and backstory for every the way more
1: vast and widespread.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of talking heads in a good way. Mm. Like, not in a Brian Bendis way, where they're just like, oh, there's dialogue for the sake of dialogue. There's, like, so many interactions you need to touch on through everything. Yeah. And it works really, really well.
1: Yeah, I, I think they did such a good job sort of nailing down everyone's character, nailing down the, the weight of everything. Like, there's also a situation where um, a plane's going down and it's, like, fat malfunctioned and Maeve and Homelander go there and Homelander's like, we can't do this. Fuck it. Leave them. Yeah, you know. And she's it. like, no, no. We've got to save the people. You can save as many people. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, I can't do all this. He's like, look, either you come with me and we we bounce, or you're gonna stay and or die. Or you stay like, and die with little, them. Yeah. Little scenes like that where they they throw down the weight of the situation that these superheroes are in, as well as they're just lack of caring about you know what fuck these guys let's save ourselves that's it
0: like that real kind of you know self-preservation society just sort
1: cold-hearted like yeah. yeah and the fact of also beyond that with the suits of how it's just all about money it's, yeah, it's it. the, the, corporate, the corporate bottom
0: line <laughs> <laughs> damn um,
1: that all <laughs> um, yeah final thoughts Absolutely loved it. Really can't fault much about it. Obviously, changes were going to be made. A lot of them I liked. A couple of them I didn't like, but for the amount of things that are good about it, I can take that and run with it. Just yeah. Give um, us, bring terror in some way.
0: <laughs> and especially knowing stuff they bring in for season two, like Jack from Jupiter and all those other characters. Oh, Jack Jupiter, if they bring in a proper de- Teenage Kick style TV, like team, G- yeah. G-Wiz, G-Wiz and all Whiz. those kind of things. Yeah. If they get any of that stuff in there, like nine out of ten. Yeah, I season. mean, we,
1: we don't we don't need to touch on a lot of the things that are forthcoming in the comics, especially now because it could be completely different going forth. Yeah. But I, I think they'll try and maintain a solid mixture like they did with this season one, and they did it so well. I'm not fearful. No, not at
0: all. I'm I'm giving this a nine out of ten. We're supposed to be out of five. I'm nine out of ten. <laughs> 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 All right, four and a half out of five
1: Okay yeah, um, I'm literally going to split it
0: down the middle there Yeah, four, out of five, four and a half out of five I loved it
1: Yeah I'll, I will also agree with your four and a half out of five Please I was, do I was going to say four and three quarters But I don't think we should go into I was, quarter marks I was really tempted to that as well yeah, I, thought, I was yeah, very, <laughs> very keen to give it a five But... Um, just a couple of things I'll knock off just because I'm yeah, such a purist of the comics. Exactly. But um, but
0: it'll be based on how they do it the second season, I think. Yeah, uh,
1: But uh, if you're any way at all interested in seeing this, even though we've just spoiled the hell out of it... Please watch um, for yourself. Definitely we, watch it. Um, we jumped all over
0: the place. We touched on a lot of different stuff at once. Um, we, well, I'm sure we didn't do it justice because it's a fantastic adaptation.
1: Yeah, and we bounced around a lot and I hope you're able to keep up. But furthermore, if you did like this, one thing I do implore you to do is to... um let it be known on social media. This is a big powerhouse for things sort of going about, like what we said about Deadly Class. Yeah, definitely. Like,
0: the more you talk about the show and the more you tell people you enjoyed it and the more views it gets, the more likely we're going to get more. Yeah. Like, uh, that's like, really it's, what it boils down to. It's support, support the shows you like and we'll get more of it. Yeah. What do we know, though?
1: Well... I know I really like this bloody show damn right uh, it was so satisfying in every way when initially like we said at the start of the show when it was announced saw the poster oh yeah cool but oh geez are they gonna you know and somehow um, they pulled it off man they they like will tip my hat to them immensely at how well it was done
0: absolutely that's a bit there. That's about it for this episode yeah. of The Boys I don't know um, how
1: long we went but several several minutes yes <laughs> there were many um, minutes
0: but coming up on Sounds Like Comics I know uh, Jay and Luke are going to be doing the um, animated Spider-Man series from the 90s
1: I'm keen to hear that because I loved that I haven't
0: watched it in years so I think I might have yeah. to I'm have to listen to the episode and maybe do a rewatch afterwards yeah it was um, so good Yourself and um, my and me, uh, we are going to be touching on Jessica Jones as mentioned previously. I believe we're also going to attempt an episode on the Crow very soon. Yeah, that's been pending for a while. It has yeah, <laughs> but, we, we're, but we, we've we'll ta- get to it. We will, but we've actually the delays worked in our favour because they've just launched a new uh, Crow comic comic book series. Oh, so we will be right right able to talk about that as Who's that's launching as well. I believe it's IDW.
1: Huh. Yeah. yeah, they they've stamped up a lot of like movie franchises. They've got a lot of it going on. Uh, but yeah, also in doing the the upcoming Jessica Jones season three, it's also the bookend on the on the Marvel Netflix, which is uh, what started our foray into the sounds like Com- comics podcast. Yeah, that's I'm it. So we so
0: we can kind of do a wrap up on what we thought overall, where we mm. think they're going to go after this, whether we think some of the characters will move over to Disney Plus. We will see, I suppose.
1: So uh, tune in later for that. This has been our, our wrap up of the boys. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, if you liked it as much as we did, uh, let, let us know in the comics, uh, in the comments. Um, yeah, and the comics. Yeah, Let's, I, let us know in both. My, my brain's going to mush just fangirling out so That's hard it. about this show. But yeah, um, if you
0: if you if you like the boys, if you had any comments about it, if you want to, if you've got suggestions of whether you think they they'll go in the second season, by all means, in the comments, messages, etc., let us know. Um, yeah, tag us in when you when you do watch it. If you're sharing it on social media, tag us in that stuff as well. We always like to get our word out there about our reviews and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, until we tune in next time, I'm Gareth.
1: I'm Adam. We'll
0: see you soon.